Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Out of a Bubble with me and my lovely, lovely, lovely guest of today. Would you be so lovely as to introduce yourself today? Of course. Thank you so much, Ridwan. Um, so I'm Farah, or Farah Fardwali. I am a personal performance coach um, and soon-to-be author. I'm writing a book at the minute. And the business that I run is called Inspire Her Coaching. And it's a business that helps women beat procrastination and take action on their goals. Um, as well as working with, I work with local organizations that help people back into work, but instead of the old fashioned way of telling grown adults how to do a simple CV, I actually will coach um, cohorts of groups and I will coach them about, you know, what they're looking for work, what's stopping them, as well as doing interviews and CVs and all those kind of things. So that's the two um, branches of the business is helping women on one-to-one and small groups in eating procrastination and then working with local organizations to help people back into work. Oh, wow. Okay. I love that. I think it's uh, very important to have like um, a lot of people coming together and figuring out. Oh, that's well, I am amazing. Um, I want, this is the question I wanted to ask you actually from the very beginning. There is mm a lot of different coaches out there there's wellness coaches there is time management coaches there's major, there's so many it amazes me honestly how did you got yourself into that you do procrastination like how did you know that's the field area you want to go into oh i love this question because i love talking about this <laughs> um yeah so you're right at the minute i mean because of social media we're all connected mm-hmm. right so to be honest, mm. it feels like there's too much of everything. It feels like there's too much makeup artists, there's too much fashion bloggers, there's too much and um, coaches. There's just mm-hmm. too much of everything because before we all existed, but we didn't see each other, if that makes sense. We wasn't connected mm. in the way that we are now. Um, but, but saying that uh, coaching or specifically life coaching, career coaching, executive coaching is something that is starting to really really grow in the united kingdom and in europe it's something that was for a very long time very american so i think in america life coaching and even therapy so counseling is a lot more common uh whereas in the uk coaching is something that we didn't even understand and therapy was something that we felt like you could only do if you were you know in a in a in a um, mental um, asylum. Sorry, I don't even think that's the appropriate word, but I, I can't I can't remember exactly what it's called. But you know, if you've been sectioned basically under the Mental Health mm-hmm. Act, and um, it was something that we saw as that drastic. Um, and I love. I'm so happy to see that we are changing now as a nation in this country, regardless of ethnic background and stuff like that. And we are really really starting to see the value of coaching and having a coach the value of therapy and having a therapist like I love that because I feel like in the world that we live in now it's not enough to think that we can survive on our own it's not enough to do it the way our parents did it if that makes sense like we really need to tap into things like coaching things like therapy things like um you know different types of personal development training and to really give ourselves the space to grow um so yeah I love it I love it I love it I love it the more the merrier um but for me for me it's not something thankfully and this is no 
<laughs> shade, as they say, it's no shade to anyone. Um, but it's not something that I've kind of jumped on the bandwagon or it's not something that I just did because it's hot. It's actually something that I've been wanting to do since 2004, 2005. Um, I started, yeah, I started university in 2004. And uh, by 2005, everybody was like, Farrah should be a coach. And that's the word that people were using, like all my friends. And I was actually coaching all, everybody that I knew for free. Um, because I was obsessed with Tony Robinson. I don't know if you know Tony. Um, so Tony Robinson is like the biggest life coach out there. He's like the guru. He's the, he's the, he's, he's, Life coaching, the way we know it today, is associated with him. You know who he is, by the way? I don't know who he is. Okay, okay, know, okay, I'm yes. Know, I'm, I'm very bad. You'll know his face. Hmm? You will know his face for sure. You will know his face for sure. Yeah, big, big, big American guy. Um, yeah, so anyway, he he is a coach, and he's been a coach for, well, now it'll be like 30 years or something. And so I used to listen to all his talks, and and I really did believe in this thing of like, you have so much power in being able to change your situation for the better. I really loved that concept instead of kind of being defeated by your situation and, and that you can improve. And by doing certain things and asking questions, you can take somebody somewhere else. I love that idea. So I actually wanted to do it then. And so I started thinking about doing it, you know, professionally um, as soon as I graduated, that was like the plan was to kind of do it on the side as soon as I graduate, get a job and then do coaching on the side. And this is like I was graduating in 2007 and nobody was talking about coaching in the UK in 2007. Um, but as you may remember, I'm not sure of your age group, but um, the recession happened, obviously, in the UK. So I graduated summer 2007, 2008. We had the recession, if you remember, and it was just near impossible to get a job. And everybody was in survival mode. So I had to, and I remember actually somebody, I was working in a school and a much older woman said to me, I know you love to do this coaching stuff, but you have to just focus on getting a proper job because you need to be able to pay your bills. Um, and I really, and I understood what she was saying. Like I really understood the sincerity behind her advice. And so I did that. I, I had to just put it away and, and just focus on actually getting a job, actually getting out of there, actually. Yeah saving some money um and so I did that but it was something that I always talked about and it was something that all the people around me who love me who know me associated me with that they were like oh my god you're such a great coach like you just do it so naturally blah 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 and then um my there's something called the coaching academy which is the biggest coaching training in Europe um, it's called the coaching academy and um, they do like taster sessions they do taster weekends two-day take free um taste sessions to see what it would be like to train with them, basically to get a, a diploma, a qualification with them. And I kept getting on my adverts because I'm always talking about it. I kept hearing about it, I kept talking about it. And then um, I had a best friend, um, a beautiful, beautiful best friend, Rahma, who suddenly passed away um, in June, 2017. Um, but in 2015, may Allah make this sort of a jariah for her. In 2015, she dragged me to one of those weekends with the coaching academy. Um, she actually just registered it for us. So I kept saying, oh yeah, I'll do it soon. I'll do it soon. Yeah, I really should qualify as a coach. I really should look into this. She actually did it. Like she registered both of us for free. Um, she used to work full time now, look at her mercy. Um, she used to work like nine to six, Monday to Friday. And she spent eight in the morning until like 6, 7 p.m. 
on Saturday and Sunday, basically a whole weekend coming with me to this thing, even though she was not interested in coaching, she was just like, you have to do this. And if you're not going to go and do it, like I will drag you. This is like how much I believe in you. And so she came with me that weekend. We spent a whole weekend doing it. I came out of it going, oh my God, I need to do this. And, you know, took advice from, um, I can't, you know, three people that I, that I really trust, like my husband, my best friend, my cousin. Um, and they were all like, yeah, don't even think about this. You've got the money, like just pay for it. It's worth it. Go ahead. And then I did two years of actual intensive training and actually qualified um, as a um, personal performance coach and as um, also registered with the, not registered, sorry, I'm certified by the ICF. So the ICF is International Coaching Federation, which is mm-hmm. the only body that kind of, that kind of um, monitors coaching in any way, shape or form. Um, and I did that in 2007. So I got my diploma and qualified as a coach in 2007 and then slowly started inspire her coaching on the side. Sorry, I know that's a very long story. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I love it. I love the journey from it, honestly. I, would, I, was, I wanted to jump in and ask you, like, what exactly was it that made them think that you would be a great coach during um, your uni time? It's just you were so well together and everything. That's what I was wondering. I was like, don't ask a question. Let her just continue. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love, should I answer that now? What what, what they please, saw? Please do, please do. Because like, yeah, I, it, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, I'll let you finish. I, I'll let you finish. What was you saying? No, no, because I'm just thinking to myself, because like, if anyone knows, like during uni, it like, time management like getting yourself together is one of the most hardest thing when you got so much prepared on you. So I'm just wondering like, what was it that made them say you should go into the coaching? Like, ah, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, it wasn't because I was put together. Not at all. I was the worst in the group. <laughs> I was the one that was late. I was the one that, like, would, you know, when, I don't know if you, have you been to university? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I finished a, yeah. a year so, ago, yeah. Ah, congrats, congrats. Thank you. Um, do you remember, I don't know if you've ever done this, maybe you're, you're better than me, but you know that, and I don't know if they still do it this way, but back in the day, when you have an assignment, you had to, like, put it into this, you had to submit it like say by 5 p.m into this like hole like this this box thing um and I was that student that was like running across campus at like 4 55 every single time I had a deadline like I was not organized I was always late for things procrastination was my middle name I was terrible like my habits so habits were terrible terrible but what I had and which is the one thing that I think we all need more than anything is ambition and not and not allowing fear to stop me. So my friends, for example, would be like, oh, I would love a job with, um, let me just give you a silly example, yeah? So yeah. when we was at university, obviously you're young and you work in shops and things like this, right? We all work, obviously retail, things like that. We all do that. And mm-hmm. so I remember, obviously, I, I live in London and uh, TFL was like a big, Thing, you know TFL the London transport system and um, it was like a big place to be like oh I, I want to get a job with TFL like you know as part-time students and I remember all my friends were like oh but I couldn't do that like probably you know adults get that job oh, I'm too scared da, da, da. I literally sat all down with all my friends I was like who wants to apply and they were like me and I was like all right then let's get together we're all applying right now and literally I just <laughs> submitted mine I helped this one submit theirs I, I, yeah. I uh, prepped this one for the interview and I actually got all the way through subhanallah like I did really well and all my friends who were smarter than me were failing at, 
at stage one um, in the interview process because it was like quite a rigorous uh, interview. And they were like, but Farah, how are you doing this? And I was like, because I just believe in it. Like, I don't think it's going to beat me. So I just prepare well. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. I prepare well in the sense that, um, you know, I'll, I'll practice my interviews. I'll find out everything about the organisation. I will, you know, I will do whatever it takes. So it wasn't necessarily that I was, my habits were good, but my drive and my dedication to doing stuff. And then more importantly, my love of helping others. Because if I wanted to do that, if it's just for me, it would be like, oh yeah, she's hardworking, she's ambitious. That's not what makes you a coach. It was the fact that I would always constantly be like, oh my God, don't help you with this. Oh my God, okay, come to my, you know, come to my flat, come to whatever, come, let's meet after uni or work or whatever. And I will give you one hour and let's do your interview preparation. And I would practice with them. I would actually sit down with them and I'd, and I'd find out like, what, why are you scared of that though? Okay, let's do this. Da, 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 da. What can you do differently? How can we do this? And that's what, they, and then they would put it into practice and they would come back and be like, I actually did really well. I was so confident. Oh my God, I actually understand. I'm going to go for this next. Oh my God. And that's why when they were like, Farah, you actually like have it. No, yeah, a gift. They were like, you actually really care about people and you push people and it makes a difference. And and then they were like, how do you know this stuff? And I was like, oh, I like Tony Robinson. I listen to him. I really believe that anybody can do it. And then they were like, why do you make money from this? And I was like, oh, I don't have to do that. And they're like, just become a coach. And so, yeah, that's what they saw. I, uh, where were you? I would love to have you around during my uni. <laughs> right? We, we, are, we are over a decade in age apart. I think that's what it was. But we're connected now. We're connected, we're connected, mashallah, I love that. Well, you're definitely in the right field. And also, I feel like I'm connected in the sense to you that helping people out, well, I, I think there's just an enjoyment in it. And yes. even during my uni, I would like, okay, I don't understand my own work, maybe, but I would try to see if I can help you in your own area. So I would always like try and like, right. okay, I will help you if I can the best way I can like even if I don't understand trying but it's just like that sense of helping other people it's it's a great thing it's a great feeling so there's something there in it you just you just feel like an urge like even if it makes it a bit inconvenient for you yeah you just see potential I just see potential in people and I'm like oh if they would just do this and this and this they could do so much if they would just believe in themselves more they could do this so I know what you mean there's just that drive to be like oh like I want to help you with this like and yeah. and, the, and the satisfaction you get from helping somebody and then them improving their life is is second to none you know even if you help your friend with an assignment and she does better or he does better the feeling is just undescribable it, it, indescribable. I agree with you Wallahi it's like even sometimes when you have a conversation with someone and you're like listen you are hundred percent strong like I can see it in you because sometimes we don't see uh, ourselves like as a strong person or like that we're really good at this and that but like when you have another person from a different perspective looking in being like actually no you do I can see like just having Absolutely. that kind of conversation honestly yeah. <laughs> it makes a difference it makes such a difference so it's a different which now I'm gonna ask you this question because um my book has also is about finding out people's like struggle because I feel like everyone had their own little stock moment through life to get to where they want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know I can see I can sense that you I like the fact that you said that you had bad habit. I, I like the fact because oh. like 
we all think like around our coach, for example, we like, oh, that person is perfect. They have done everything possible. Like they're great. They got their life together and things like that. But we don't always like we just see what we want to see. We don't see the fact that they may have had struggle in the past or something like that. So I wanted to know if you had a little bit more of that and what your sort of advice would be in terms of procrastination because procrastination and being stuck kind of like goes well in hand that's quite a lot of love I totally hear you no no I got it I got the question <laughs> it's a perfect question um so, yeah I'll, I'll go ahead and answer um exactly what you said uh Ridwan like do, do you know that is so interesting I remember seeing a quote a while back that said when you um when you what did it say when you put somebody on a pedal stool mm-hmm. you you rid yourself of responsibility so for example if you put I'm just going to use this person example just just because everybody knows her if you want to be a singer for example but you put Beyonce on a pedal stool for example right you act like oh she's so gifted if you know what I mean it's just a gift like she's gifted that's just her that means you've just taken responsibility from away from yourself it means oh I want to be a singer but I can never aspire to be her because she's just gifted it's it's an excuse for you to do not your best that's basically what it comes down to right so I love what you said it's not really it's very rarely about gifts it's very rarely about Oh, Allah just made the person that way. It's usually not about that. It's the person has had to work so hard to get to that place, whether it's a place in terms of like, oh, reaching a milestone or just changing who they are in character or changing, you know, their habits, like we said. So I am actually so grateful. And that's why I believe in uh, what I'm doing because I know people can change. I love the fact that I was the opposite. Like, I love the fact that I always had the drive and the desire to succeed in life but my habits were the opposite they were like sabotaging me a lot um and I kind of like that I came from that if that makes sense mm-hmm. um and so for me when it comes to habits um, I always one thing that I used to do and I honestly honestly before I came across the term limiting beliefs I don't know if you've heard of that before it just means the negative talk that we have about ourselves and our identity before I came across that concept, I believed what I knew about myself, if that makes sense, what I thought about myself. One thing that I always said about myself, like it's a fact, is that I was lazy. Because I'm not going to lie, everyone, I am. I love nothing more than sitting on the sofa mm-hmm. with a duvet on me. It, it could be summer, I don't care. I like the duvet on me because it's cosy. Um and watching TV, like, it, it, I, I love it, like, I'm so lazy, like, I could do that for days, and so, for me, I always was like, oh, I'm lazy, I'm lazy, like, I'm always late for things, because I'm lazy, yeah. or, do you get what I mean, like, I can't do this extra thing, because I'm lazy, Um, and, and I just realized, actually, I wasn't lazy, it's just my habits were bad, like, I was going to bed late, so I would wake up late, yeah. I was um not giving myself enough time and therefore always late for everything I was waiting till last minute i.e procrastinating so even if I did an assignment or if I did a project it was always nowhere near as good as it could have been because I waited too long to start mm-hmm. um and I did that for so long so what is my advice to get out of that my advice is you just have to want it mm-hmm. like I know that sounds strange 
uh, one, but I, I know from my own journey and I know from working with others, you just have to want it. The majority of people have bad habits, the majority of us, okay? There are some people who have mastered their habits, which is beautiful, and we're all, gonna, we're all aiming to do that. But um, for the majority of us, we all have, especially this day and age with social media and things like this, we have really, really, really bad habits and distractions and stuff. So for me, all it is is that you have to want it. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I want good habits and I want to improve, but why? Why? Does that make sense? It's like, what is driving you? Like, mm -hmm. like you, Ridwan, me, Farah, you know, the next girl, the next man, you have to know what are your top goals and you have to want them so disgustingly bad <laughs> that you overcome yourself. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, it has to be a burning desire. Like, you, 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 if you think, oh, I kind of want that job, or oh, kind of want to buy that house, mm -hmm. or kind, like, if it's just kind of, um, you ain't going to do it because you, there's way too many barriers in the way for you to beat, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But when it's that burning desire that doesn't shake off year after year, it comes, come, keeps coming back, keeps coming back, keeps talking about it, keep wanting it, then you have to do it. And the only way you will do it is knowing that you want it bad enough and then once that's done once the desire is there then it's just everyday working on habits it's 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 working on consistency it's falling down and getting back up it's changing your um circle of friends so you have better circle of friends that support your growth it's mm -hmm. all those things that come into play which are there's loads and um, there's you know overcoming limiting beliefs there's there's so many aspects but it has to start with and if I was to say to anybody, how do you beat procrastination? You have to want your goals right now. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. I love that. And I I get what you mean. I get what you mean in terms of the drive. Because like one of the drives that I have at the moment mm -hmm. and is, well, a lot of my close friend knows this by now. They know this. I barely want to move to Malaysia. Oh, Malaysia is beautiful. Have you been there before? Yeah, I spent a month in uh, Kuala Lumpur. So beautiful, honestly. It's, uh, it's incredible. incredible. Have you been yet? I have. I went last year. I went there. Um, I went there a solo trip for like a good almost three weeks. Uh, and did you go everywhere? Did you travel around? Did you go to, so, did you stay in just one area? So I only managed to go to Penang for like a day. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to as well go Langkawi, but apparently my friend said it wasn't a great season because I went in October around my birthday. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, mm -hmm. fine. I will just go to Kuala Lumpur and just Penang and that's it. But I... How did you find Kuala Lumpur? I did. I, sis, I absolutely yeah. love One of the favourite cities in this world. It's incredible. You know, they... They just make you feel so humble and they're just so peaceful. It took, I tell this to my family, it took literally 15 minutes for my takeaway coffee to get from them one time when I went into this one. Oh, wow. And I would not, I would not usually, here in UK, you, that's unheard of. You need to get your coffee within like a few seconds. Yeah, two minutes. Um, otherwise, I'm upset. I'm, getting, I'm complaining. I need a discount. Yeah, absolutely. But out there, it's just, 
is completely different. It's so so different. And for me, I was just like, you know what? I loved I loved the diversity. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, sorry. Continue. I'm interrupting. No, 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 no. I'm with you. The diversity is another thing. I absolutely love that there's so many different people around there, and it just made me feel even more comfortable mm-hmm. that I haven't felt in a long time. Oh, no, it's amazing. I loved it. I loved <laughs> it. And and to be honest, that's the reason why we went for a month because I don't usually travel for a whole month in one place. Um, the reason why we did Malaysia for one month is number one, you know how far it is. It was, and now it's actually easier because it's more direct. But mm-hmm. back then we went like uh, 2015, and uh, it was far. It was like a quick 20 hour trip. Um, so that's number one. I was like, okay, I need a, I can't do it one week because it's just too long. Yeah. Um, but the other reason was that it was actually the place that we had considered moving to. Interestingly enough, we have that in common, um, and that's why my husband and I went for a whole month because we actually wanted to find out what it's like to live there. We wanted to see the locals. We wanted to know what the jobs were like. We wanted to, mm-hmm. we wanted to actually get a feel for the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and we decided against it in the end. One, we were overwhelmed by how far it was. Um, just because it just, I could tell it would be really hard to see family and friends because mm-hmm. it's not like you're just six hours away or something and they can come and see you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like being like in Australia or something, almost. Um, uh, that put us off. And secondly, it was a finance. Financially, it didn't make sense for us because, um, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm hijacking. No, 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 continue. Long, I want to know your experience. Podcast, forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What we felt was um, financially, uh, my, my husband's in the uh, construction industry um, and he owns a plumbing business. And in, in the UK, as you know, like plumbers, electricians, but they're, 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 they're compensated very well financially in this country. Uh, over there, it's seen as a very, very, very low job and very low industry. And so we realized that um, for both of us, um, if we were, for example, employed by a Western company, like a UK company, and then taken over there, you would be fine. But if we were to go there and get a job locally, mm-hmm. financially made no sense because the, the, the ringgit, is it the ringgit? Yeah. Their, 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 um, yeah, their money is is really weak. Subhanallah, like it's really weak compared to the pound, the dollar, the the, the euro. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw we spoke to so many locals who were like, we're blessed to have places like China, not too far, Indonesia, um, Thailand. They have really beautiful countries close by that they visit. But they were saying to visit Europe or America or something like that was unheard of because financially it was too difficult for the average Malaysian person, Malay person. Um, and so, yeah, financially it just made no sense for us if we were to get a job locally. And that's why we decided against it. But I would go back with our heartbeat. And it's always in the top mm. three, four um, best places I've ever, ever, ever visited. Incredible. <laughs> I, you know, I've actually been following the news, like, constantly. And um, sadly, they just announced that they wouldn't, take anyone from any of the bigger countries so like uk usa brazil italy they wouldn't take any of them until next year like they have closest border oh, oh so that breaks my heart you. oh don't worry it just gives you more time to prepare and get out there it don't gives worry. me more time so my target wallahi mashallah um because one of the things you also mentioned was like you need to have like good friends that sort of kind of push you and a lot of the friends that, ha- that i have they know that a my passion and aim at the moment is like I want to move there, inshallah. 
Yes, but yes. I can't just aimlessly just move there because uh, I've done that before where I've just like moved somewhere and like it, it's a lot of trouble in between. So I need to save up money. That's my key. So yes, yes. I'm on a mission to save up 10k this year. Alhamdulillah, I'm getting closer. Didn't think it was something I could Love possibly it. do. Yeah, 10k in a year is no, it's no it's joke. It's no joke. It's no joke. And also, I'm one of the worst people in saving money. I'm one of the worst people in saving money. Well, look. But lucky you're not. But lucky you're not. I am not. I'm look, not. When I mean, it matters, I... you went, yeah, you were maybe. But look at that. When you have a reason for it, yeah. you know, to be saving that kind of money mm-hmm. every month, there's dedication mm-hmm. in that. Like, that's very, very good. Mm-hmm. So, alhamdulillah, that is, that's where I understand the drive. Because, like, my drive is there. I want to save money here. And then I'm going to save 20K, inshallah, next year. That's the, hopefully, aim for it. Inshallah. Inshallah. And then, hopefully, gone. By the by them. Love, 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 love. <laughs> no love. Um, yeah, you're my kind of girl. I love this. This is incredible. May may Allah put so much barakah in it for you. <laughs> Thank you. So that is uh, honestly a good point. But how there's one thing I want to ask you just before I let you go. Um, because we did talk No, and take your time, take your we time. Talk- take okay. your time. We can do another 10, 15 minutes. It's fine. Okay, we talked we talked a lot about it. But in order to get to your drive, how do you do that? That's one thing I want to ask you. Because uh, I've managed to find certain drive that already is kind of pushing me. But how do you get to that drive? Mm, your, your your drive, that desire that we discussed. Yeah, yeah? the desire, the drive. Okay. 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 Um, I would say exposure. Mm-hmm. Exposure. So even if you... Exposure, I will explain. So... Even if you think now, oh, sounds good, but I don't know what you're talking about. And I do have drive, I think. And if I don't, what do I do? Exposure. So what I mean is force yourself to change certain little bits to increase the desire. So start reading certain books, start uh, going on certain YouTube channels and start going to certain friends that you know who are really, really driven and find out what actually drives them. Expose yourself to a driven mindset. Mm -hmm. So when we are just in the mundane every day, I just go to work, I see my friend, I have a little bit of coffee, I go home and, you know, you're just in that thing. You're not sparking anything. You're not, you're not igniting anything to excite you and to create desire. So people are different, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I do think that I was born with desire, like that desire to succeed and, and just growing up and stuff. Like there are certain goals that I had because there were things I was exposed to from a young age, if that makes sense. And maybe the next person wasn't exposed to that. And I respect that. But you can be exposed to it at an older age, at any age, by just changing your environment. So if you know, okay, my desire level is a bit low. My habits are a bit negative on the the slightly negative side at the minute. My friends are not necessarily the most ambitious, most achieving people. But I know I want more for myself. Just that there. Oh, I think I want more for myself. Mm-hmm. And then what is the what is what are some small things that you can do to kind of build on the positive, i.e. increasing desire, yeah. and lowering the negative, i.e. habits and so forth. Mm-hmm. This day and age, you have no excuse. So why don't you go on YouTube and just put personal development or personal development, how to know what you want or how to increase desire? how to improve habits, something that simple, if you know what I mean. So maybe choose one or two YouTube channels, for example, or one or two Instagram channel uh, accounts 
and follow them for a while and actually start implementing some of the things that you learn at first, just slowly, slowly, slowly. And before you know it, you will hear about goal setting. We all hear about goal setting all the time. If you're in the personal development world and you're exposing yourself to that, mm -hmm. then you will come across that sooner or later, right? Mm -hmm. And when you start hearing about goal setting, how to set goals, blah, 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 you will take the time and set goals by you clarifying what you want, understanding your why, um, connecting to your goals, your desire is going to increase, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, if you're saying, where do I start to increase desire is expose yourself, expose yourself to personal development mm -hmm. and to change to, to, to the goals that you want, that kind of thing. And that's where you want to start, because lack of exposure means you don't even know what's possible. When you don't know what's possible, you can't strive for it. You can't want it. You can't nurture that desire. I love that you put that so beautifully together actually it makes me you can't see but I'm actually smiling I love that and then I guess your next point Aww. your next point is probably to start taking action any kind of action messy action ah oh, you've seen my account you know I'm obsessed <laughs> with action um ah oh. so so okay it really it depends on the person right yeah so I think there are two things if you have spent years and years and years not doing enough for yourself let's put it that way not enough for yourself not enough for your future not enough for your growth right then for me or you to say okay take action today it's going to be overwhelming and they're not going to know where to start so I do think that there's a period you know this period that I was talking about exposure mm -hmm. that is required so you've got to know where you are if you are actually at day one and you don't know anything exposure is where to start exposure to the right books, the right trainings, the right coaches, the right YouTube, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly as you said, the next step after exposure is you can't be just having exposure for 10 years <laughs> because I know dear friends and family, I love them, but they can, and even clients as well. I see, I see them and I work with them and I email them going, so what happened? Because they will consume everything and anything mm -hmm. in order to develop forward mm -hmm. but they don't take the action mm -hmm. they don't take the action and that's because they're they're having a barrier there's fear there there's lack of understanding there's there's something blocking them right mm -hmm. um but that's what we were saying don't wait for perfection don't even look at the end result too much just take it step by step by step by step the first thing to do if you want to take action is highlight what your goal is understand your why, and then just write down all the steps it would take to reach that goal. Don't worry about how yet. Don't worry about if it's going to be difficult. Don't worry about if it makes sense. Just write the action steps. So if my goal now was, oh, I want to open a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. why, so the goal is to open a coffee shop by December 2021, right? Mm -hmm. And my why, this goal will give me this. This is why I want it, blah, blah, blah. Okay. What do I need to do to achieve this goal? Write it down, literally research, register the company, you know, find a place to, um, uh, what's that thing called? Uh, import the coffee or whatever that yeah, I needed. Buy equipment, find a location. Yeah, find location, mm -hmm. um, uh, recruit staff, start marketing, learn how to make coffee, like whatever it is, right? Just write all those 10 or 15 or 20 or five steps yeah. in order. Once you actually write that down, just looking at that will make you go, ah, it's doable. Because what you need to do then say to yourself, let me just start at one. It doesn't matter if you're rubbish. It doesn't matter if you fall down on your face. Like you said, it doesn't matter if it's messy action. Mm -hmm. 
just do step one mm-hmm. and then just keep doing that and then there will be times where you might do three steps and then you will fall off the wagon and for six months you don't do anything it's okay you've started you've taken action and now you will get back up if the desire is strong where we started mm-hmm. you'll keep falling down but you'll keep going back up if the desire is strong so take messy action take it uh, as soon as you know the desire is there yeah and take it one step at a time break it down <laughs> love that love that thank you so much for um clearing that for me because i literally love the way you put it together the um last thing i know we're gonna have to wrap it up but it's something i mm. really really want to understand from you is because you wrote this in your mm. bio you say no bullshit coaching can you explain yeah. that to me a little bit like yes we yes, and, yes. And, yes. And, you know, no, no, like, no. Uh, I need an I need an hour. I need an hour for this. <laughs> you can tell I'm very passionate about all of this. Yes, because I say no BS coaching because there's too much BS coaching. There's too much. There's too much. And 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 it's draining and it's hurting the industry and it's wasting people's time and it's um make creating further misunderstandings about what coaching is. So I no offense to you and your listeners if this is something that you're about but things like manifestation and all the focus on visualization and um you know a coach telling you what to do and giving you the answers all of that to me is nonsense that's not what my style of coaching is my style of coaching is yeah is my style of coaching is really grounded in reality it's very very rational And it's for the lay person, if that makes sense. You don't have to like get to a stage of vibrations and energy and all of that malarkey. You, you just, you just have to have a goal and understand what that goal is. And then because you're human, you have barriers. So as a coach, I come to you, we come together and we work on that middle bit. We work on what what are your barriers? Uh, You know, where is confusion in what you want? What are you sacrificing? Mm -hmm. And we just do it. And it's realistic. It's literally, t- and of course, sometimes it's like mindset is, is a bit like counseling almost where we have to tap into, okay, what's going on internally? What are you fearing? Mm-hmm. What are you afraid to say? It's, you know, you know, having those aha moments, of course, that's going to happen. But there's, but all this stuff about, oh, set your goal, put it on a board, visualize every day. Uh, you know, you can manifest anything you want. I don't know, is your podcast mostly for uh, the Muslim community or for women or what's this, who's this podcast for exactly? It's mostly for the Muslim community. Okay, so, so, so in particular, I'm talking to everybody anyway, but especially if you're a Muslim, I think we're, we're in a very scary space and I'm so sorry to get so serious about this, um, but we're in a really scary place where there's a lot of like new age religion because it is things like manifestation and stuff like that. It's actually part of spirituality. It's actually a, a, a type of faith that people have. It's a type of um, religion. And I think because people are sugarcoating it and people are kind of mixing it up with the idea of think well of Ilahi and he gives you what you want. Um, they're mixing the two. And so now there's, whether it's Muslim or non-Muslim, there's this like sea of all this manifestation stuff um all this this this, all these things about like stories and and spending so much time like with all this um you know uh, like philosophy and lots of books and metaphors and all this stuff and I'm just like ah if you if you 
have a goal to lose weight. I swear to God, you don't need all that. It's like, it's a load of BS to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Yes, you need to go deeper. Yes, you need to have breakthroughs. Yes, you need to have healing, you know, like counseling and stuff. Um, and yes, you need to understand, you know, your relationship to food. Yes, we need to dig a, uh, dig a bit deeper. Don't get me wrong. We need to do all that. But there's just too much messy, confusing stuff around it that I just think, oh, this is a load of nonsense. Like, if you want a no BS coach, like, I'm just going to tell you how it is. We're going to we're going to base it on like reality on life, yeah. if you know what I mean, instead of like spiritual, airy, fairy out there stuff. And mm -hmm. um, like I will tell you now, if he was my client, I will tell you now manifestation is not going to get you anything. You can manifest all you like. It's not going to get you anything. What will get you somewhere is for you. I'm so sorry. I keep pronouncing her name incorrectly every time. No, 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 um, no. You pronounce it correctly. <laughs> you say it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah. It's you understanding what you want. Mm -hmm. um, and understanding why and taking consistent action even when you fall down getting back up taking consistent action I'm sorry to sound like I'm just simplifying it but really that's what it comes down to so yeah so that's 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 what I mean by no BS coaching I think there's way too much BS coaching there's too much hashtags there's too much um go girl you can do this without actually any substance um yeah it's just it's it's saturated with just a lot of air and a lot of foam and it, it's really hurting the industry and I just think no let's come back to basics let's get back to reality and let's understand what coaching is which is what I described before okay you know what we will do a part two I've decided now we will do a part two because I want to know a little bit more and I want to like show you the kind of manifestation kind of coaching that's going on and get your opinion it's because well I hate <laughs> I'd love to know your opinion, but maybe next time, right? If you've got a chance, tell me now. Are you are you into the manifest? Like I said, no offense, because everybody's their own. Yeah. Everybody's got their own thingy. Mm -hmm. It's just I am I'm, I'm strongly against the whole manifestation movement. Like strongly against it. Well, I I'm in between birth, to be honest. I'm in between birth because uh, I'm still mm -hmm. like exposing myself to this manifestation thing that's coming around. I'm I'm a little bit as well skeptical, color a bit about it, like how can you really ask and isn't by the end of the day isn't it just a lot just like bringing things I'm meant to be bringing to you towards you like I don't know I'm still like thinking about it and at the same time I'm also quite realistic I'm like okay maybe it is about to just like go with the goals you can see more clearly like in terms of sort of like losing weight I don't think it can just be about oh if you think you're losing weight you're gonna lose weight I still feel like you need yeah, to kind yeah, of like yeah write down do the work do the work don't lie yeah. don't lie don't lie don't yeah. say you're manifesting it say you're going to the gym every single day you're working your butt off every day you're 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 changing your diet mm -hmm. you you have your personal coach that helps you with that mm -hmm. it, it's that it's not about manifesting you are, you can't manifest like you're not ilahi because if you look at the definition of manifestation i've actually put this in my book by the way i've talked about manifestation in the book a little bit um if you look at the actual, uh, what's the word called? The, the, the dictionary definition yep. of manifestation. There's in, the, in, in, I can't remember the exact thing, but there's a line that says divine powers, divine, divine, meaning God-given powers. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I believe in God and I'm not part of God. I'm not part of the source, as they call it. I'm not part of the universe, as they want to say. I'm not part of any of that. I'm part of the creation, not part of the creator. So because of that, he is the one who, uh, degrees what happens to me he's the one that manifests I can make dua and dua is 
powerful. I can think positive of Allah. He said, there's that quote, I am as my servant thinks I am. Meaning, if you think God is stingy, for example, and you will be poor forever, then yeah, God might give you that because that's what you expected from him. That's what you put back into it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you can manifest a, a million pound all day long or losing weight or the ideal relationship. If God doesn't give it to you, and, and especially if you don't understand, it's God that has the power to give it to you. Not you, not your vibrations and positive energy. It's God. Then you ain't ever going to get it. And you're wasting time and energy and you're wasting focus where you could actually understand. We have the best of both worlds, I think, as Muslims, where I can understand the power of dua. And therefore, I know that it's only from him, the result. And then I can take consistent, realistic, rational action. It's those two things combined, and obviously mindset and all those things, that will help us get there. It, it, it can be manifestation. It just cannot be. Um, but it may be sometimes people are, yeah, anyway, sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop. We need, we need a part two, like you said. <laughs> and, and maybe we should. This is very Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And maybe you should get somebody that's into manifestation so they can say there. Maybe we should have an episode where we have somebody that's pro-manifestation oh. and me who's anti-manifestation. And let's have a let's have a little uh, conversation on it. Yep. Yeah. You know, what? that sounds like a good idea. OK, I'm going to search for someone and then we will do that, inshallah. But thank you so much for today, Farah. You literally covered swimming ground and I am forever thankful that you have sent me a lovely message and reached out to me because because of oh. that, I've actually this has happened. Ah, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. I think that's what social media is about. It's about connecting and and uh, this this amazing things that happen when people reach out and say hi to each other or thank you or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I'm I'm totally grateful for this conversation. As you can see, I love talking about all these topics. Um, and you've actually revved up, especially when you got me to talk about my my story, like my journey of how I got here. Um, it made me realise, oh my God, I haven't actually connected back to that for a long time. Does that make sense? Yeah. I haven't had that conversation in a long time. Um, so, yeah, you're making me think of, oh, gosh, there's a few things I actually want to share with people. There's a few things I want to put on social media. There's a few things that I would be interesting to put out there, like my origin and, and you know, what I've, I've put it a little bit here and there before, but you've, like, reignited my passion and why I started this. So I'm grateful for this conversation today. Oh, that's amazing. I'm looking forward to seeing your new post on it then. Yes, yes, I'll tag you once I do something or or maybe if I do it in stories, I'll I'll definitely let you know as well so you can check it out as well. Okay, beautiful, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you everyone and thank you for joining in today. And inshallah I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye.